Welcome to the Gospel Saves podcast, a program that discusses all matters related to the Christian faith. I'm Wade Stanley, an evangelist with the Church of Christ. Please visit thegospelsaves.me for blogs, videos, and Bible studies. You can also find The Gospel Saves on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. God's plan for the church reveals that all members are priests, ministers, and saints. Because all Christians are the clergy, we are sanctified to minister and sacrifice to God. Our sacrifices as priests consist of denying ourselves by offering up our lives as a sacrifice, our words of praise, and the good works we do for others. On our last program, we left off talking about how the church is the temple of God. In particular, we were focusing on the idea that the church isn't a physical structure. There are a lot of beautiful religious structures all throughout the world. And I admit, at times I see these places and, and I too am moved by their beauty, by their grandeur, by their majesty. And yet it's very clear from the New Testament that we, as Christians, are the temple of God. We are stones in God's temple. We are built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. And what makes us the temple of God is the fact that the Spirit of God dwells in us. Paul also tells us that the church is the house of God, the pillar and ground of the truth, that as the as the house of God, we are responsible for upholding and declaring the truth to the world. And that the church is also to, to glorify God. This is the place, the assembly of God, where God is glorified and worshipped. As we left off in the last program, we were talking about how, once again, we are all priests of God. That we don't have a special clergy that is sanctified and set apart, that we are all sanctified and set apart in order to serve in God's house. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 5, Peter says, You are a holy priesthood. And that is said to all Christians, not to just a special class of men or women. And we serve as priests underneath the auspices of our high priest, Jesus Christ. Again, there isn't a class of priests that is above us in the church. The only one who is above us is Jesus Christ. He is the blessed and only potentate. He is our high priest, our mediator, our advocate, our propitiation. As priests, God calls us to serve in his house. The idea of service simply means to minister. And again, it's imperative that we notice that when the New Testament talks about ministers or servants, it's not talking about a special class of people. It's talking to all of us as members of God's household. All of us are priests. All of us are saints. All of us are ministers. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 10, Peter says, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. We all have gifts, talents, abilities that 
come naturally to us. And Peter says, if you've got a gift, if there's something that you can do, then put it to work. If this good thing will put you in a position where you can serve your brothers and sisters, then put it to work. We are all ministers. And as priests, we are called to minister in the house of God. And there's one final idea that comes along with being a priest. We are sanctified. We're to submit to our high priest. We are called to serve in God's house. And we are also called to sacrifice. Again, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 5, Peter says we are to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Now again, this is something that's a little different than what we might be accustomed to. You look back to the Old Testament, and there was a very intricate, detailed plan as to how God wanted things to be offered to him on the altar of burnt offering, on the altar of incense. And there were different offerings that went along with various expressions of worship. There were some offerings that needed to be made in a very specific way for sin, or trespasses. But there were also free will offerings that were to be offered in different ways. The bottom line is that as priests, what we learn from the Old Testament is that as priests, God expects us to sacrifice. But as Peter says, this isn't a physical sacrifice. It's not a literal sacrifice. It's a spiritual sacrifice. And as Christians, I think that there are several different ways that we can sacrifice to God. First, we must sacrifice of ourselves. In Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The first thing we are supposed to sacrifice as priests in God's household is ourselves, our very lives. Paul says, present your body as a living sacrifice. And I think all Paul means there is that we are to set aside the things we desire, that we are to use our body in every way that we can to serve God and to serve others, to deny oneself. I mean, this is what Jesus talks about in passages like Matthew 16, 24 through 25, when he says to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow after him. A living sacrifice is to deny oneself. And we're compelled to do this because of what Jesus did for us. Jesus died that we should no longer live for ourselves, but for him who died for us and rose again. I look at the crucifixion of Jesus and I see a man who set aside his own comfort, his own convenience, his own desires, and gave of himself for me. 
So the first thing I can lay on the altar, so to speak, as a priest, is my own self. To deny myself to be that living sacrifice that Paul talks about in Romans chapter 12, verse number 1. I also, as a priest, can offer the sacrifice of praise. One of the lessons we can take away from the Old Testament is that not all sacrifices were equal in the eyes of God. In fact, the sacrifice of praise was considered by God to be a superior sacrifice. In Psalm 69, verses 30 and 31, the psalmist says, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bull which has horns and hooves. It's important to note that under the old law, under that system that God wanted oxes and bulls offered. And yet God says that there's something that he likes a whole lot better than that offering. He likes to hear the sacrifice of praise. Again, this is a, a consistent message. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 15, the writer of Hebrews says, Through Jesus, then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. My friends, there is no greater sacrifice of praise that we can offer than to offer it with our lips to speak words of praise to God. This is why we see time and again singing and praying right next to one another. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 and 20, Paul says, Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is no better form of praise than to sing and to pray to God with thanksgiving on our lips. Nothing more pleases him. Now, there are types of praise, there are types of worship that might be more pleasant to our own ears. We might like the sound of, of a band. We might like the sound of an organ. We might like those things. But to God, the superior way of worship, the superior way of praise is for me as a priest to use my lips. That to him is a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice. We also see that we can, as priests, sacrifice to God by filling our lives with good works. In that same 13th chapter of Hebrews, in verse 16, the writer of Hebrews reminds us, Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. When I have an opportunity to do good, I should do good. When I have an opportunity to share what God has blessed me with, I need to do this. And these sacrifices please God. 
it's like what the Philippians did for Paul. Philippi, the church at Philippi was apparently a very poor congregation. And yet they saw it fit to send a gift to Paul while he was serving time in Rome. He says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 18, Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. This gift that the Philippians had sent to Paul, he calls this gift an acceptable sacrifice. Just like we see God smelling those offerings in the Old Testament and being well-pleased. So, too, doing a good deed for a person in need is a sweet-smelling aroma to the nostrils of our Heavenly Father. So, as a priest, I need to lay my own life down, sacrifice of myself, as a priest, I need to be willing to sacrifice words of praise to my Heavenly Father. And as a priest, I need to be willing to, to live a life that is filled with good works, to perform good deeds, because these sorts of sacrifices are well-pleasing to God. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Saves podcast. If you found this program useful, please visit thegospelsaves.me to find blogs, videos, and Bible studies. If you enjoyed the music on this podcast, please visit acapeldridge.com. You can also find Acapeldridge on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook. May God bless you as you seek to know His perfect will. Oh,